Some NRL transfer centre action on the splash today. Fresh slate of Rugby League World Cup action to discuss uh, and Australia's quietest achiever. Uh, it's Friday the 10th of November. Welcome into the splash. I am your host, Phil Pryor. As I mentioned, a bit of a teaser there. Australia's quietest achiever. Nathan Ryan joins me, rugby league writer, of course, and market watch expert. Who do you reckon I might be talking about, Nate? Certainly not speaking about me. Quiet achiever. You've <laughs> that, got me puzzled. Fair. You've got yeah. me puzzled, Phil. I know. A good old-fashioned teaser in the uh, media industry, as we said. We'll get to that one later. What I do you like reckon? I like it. I'm uh, keeping the mystery. So he's a kangaroos player. No, no. We're not even talking rugby league here. Oh, right. Yeah, Just yeah. a quiet achiever in general. Yes. Rob Whittaker, yes. UFC uh, superstar. He's, he's a chat. quiet achiever. Yeah, he's, like he's on. He's going to fight GSP. Exactly. His name's uh, on plastered all over the Fox Sports website at the moment. Uh, looks likely to be Georges St. Pierre. St. Pierre, yes, the indeed. The next opponent, UFC. Is that middleweight? Yes. Middleweight, yeah. Yes, so he's the interim champion, and St. Pierre has the. The legit title, yeah. so he's yeah. contracted next fight. Man, he's, if that if that yeah. if they can book that one, that's going to be huge um, in terms of anticipation. Uh, Fox Sports subscribers and uh, and um, readers at at the website they love UFC. They do, yeah. They they eat it up, and I'm, I'm lucky enough to cover a bit of it. And um, yeah, there's certainly a, a massive market for it at the moment. Yeah, and next time. week uh, they're in Sydney. Yeah. So uh, yeah. an opportunity for us Aussie fans to get out there and mm. experience it firsthand. There you go. A free plug for the UFC straight <laughs> off the top. You're welcome, UFC. Dana White, <laughs> we're waiting for the check. Exactly. Yeah, the other big ticket uh, item on uh, on the Fox Sports website at the moment, of course, is tomorrow's Socceroos clash with Honduras. 9 a.m. kickoff on 5.01. That's Fox Sports one for everyone out there playing at home. Uh, of course, we did a more um, a, a big preview of that with David Weiner on yesterday's edition of the Splash. No real updates to uh, that that have come to hand from Honduras today. So uh, rather than talking more Socceroos, we're going to talk rugby league with Nathan Ryan. Nathan, quickly, you'll be uh, you'll be sipping on a. Fresh hot coffee tomorrow morning uh, in your green and gold? Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's in the evening, <laughs> so may, maybe a cold beer. I've, I've got the day off. So. No, 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 no. It's a 9 a.m. game. Aussie time. The Kangaroos are playing at 9 a.m. No, no, no. The Socceroos. Oh, the Socceroos. sorry. I'm, I'm thinking rugby league. Yeah, of course. The, uh, it, that's the, all you think about, isn't it? It, 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 is, it is to be fair. <laughs> it is to be fair. No, I've um, I've actually got the, the game already hooked up on the IQ, so I won't be nice. getting up with a with a warm coffee. I'll oh, be sleeping mate. in. Sl- and big I'll, sleep in. I'll just stay off, uh, I'll stay off social media and I'll fast forward uh, yeah, through the, the breaks in play. So I don't think you've ever stayed off social media once <laughs> in your life. Every now and then I, I do like to have a dabble a couple of hours here and there, stay away fair enough it's actually a nice way to do it because you actually watch the game rather than having exactly your focus on your phone and and the the game on in the background it forces you to actually watch it i think the only time that if a game is on i'm on social media is if it's a blowout or it's just a a mundane 
boring game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. When you need a little, and then you go to Twitter to spice it up a bit. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, need your entertainment elsewhere. You've you've absolutely got me stumped on your your brain teaser. I'm I'm going to have to listen to the the finish of this podcast today just so I can get an answer. Yeah, well, we're going to have Liam Fitzgibbon uh, joining. There's a little clue for you uh, uh, joining us answer, on right? the splash later to discuss that one. It could be anyone, uh, so you can hang around for that. But let's uh, dive into some rugby league action. Uh, you've just you've got a, a fresh piece on the Fox Sports website for us, the NRL Transfer Centre. Of course, you are. Um, you're the the brains behind the Market Watch um, branded item on Fox Sports. Of course, the article comes out weekly on a Wednesday. We've got a NRL Market Watch podcast as well, um, and and it doesn't end there with some digital video action as well. Uh, so. Few few big items on the agenda because Nath, of course, NRL. It's the you know it's the sport and the league that never sleeps. No. Um, Canberra and the Bulldogs uh, have swapped a couple of players. It's not just all about Matt Moylan and James Maloney swapping clubs. No. Um, yeah, talk to us about this other swap that's gone on. Well, the the big reason for this one is that the Bulldogs were over the salary cap, so they needed to become salary cap compliant by moving on Brad Abbey, who okay. to most people, a, you know, a fringe first grader, a fullback that's yet to reach his full potential. People would be thinking, oh, well, he couldn't be on much money. But at the time, you know, they they were paying him on potential. They brought him over from the Warriors, so his salary is actually quite handsome. Okay. Um, by moving him on, that frees some some cap space up. They did a little player switch. They have Clay Priest, uh, Locke from the Raiders, coming over to take his his spot. So interesting. Uh, they're now salary cap compliant. The uh, auditor has signed off on uh, their new signings, Kieran Foran and, yep. and Aaron Woods. Okay. Uh, so a, an important move in terms of Canterbury season. While the fans might not be overly excited about the addition of, of Clay Priest, it was very important internally that yeah. this move got signed off. And and it's been in the pipelines for uh, a couple of weeks now, about a month now. Um, so it'd be a big day for, for the Bulldogs and, and for Canberra as well because there's a few whispers yeah. around that you know, they're having a, a few salary cap issues. And you look at their depth, mm. fullback is a is a spot that they've had a bit of uh, trouble in. If Jack Whiten goes down, yeah, well they, they let, don't have much else. Yeah, the Raiders obviously, they let... Zach Santo go to the Warriors mid-season, um, which left a, a, a big hole yeah. back there. For the Bulldogs, Clay Priest will be handy. He'll add a bit of starch to that uh, to that middle uh, forward group. Of course, James Graham has left. He's gone to the Dragons. And if something was to happen to David Clemmer or Aaron Woods, or particularly across the origin period, of course, they yeah. will be unavailable uh, or be playing you know, limited game time during those weeks. Clay Priest will certainly be handy right then and there. Yeah, 100%. You, also, you look at the, their depth. Reese Martin, who's been a, a very strong performer for Papua New Guinea over the uh, course of the World Cup. Yep. He'll also come into t- contention there. You know, Josh mm-hmm. Jackson's always thereabouts in origin time. So, um, yeah, you, you look at the, the Bulldogs roster and, um, yeah, it's hard to see them not improving yeah. on, on what they did last year. Yeah, we haven't really spoken too much, uh, well, not at all really this week, on the Matt Moyle and James Maloney situation. We kind of gave that plenty of airtime last week, I believe, on the splash. Uh, it, it looks as though both of those uh, moves have now been sort of confirmed and ticked off and they're all official. Uh, and we've seen Matt Moylan, uh walking around in sky blue uh, and James Maloney, we, he's officially a Panther. 
Uh, so the the deal with the Panthers uh, hasn't been ticked off by NRL HQ. Um, I believe there's a third party that just is awaiting approval. Okay. Once that's done, they'll send out a, a formal release. But I don't think it's any secret, and certainly nobody's denying the fact that uh, James Maloney will be at Penrith next year. It'll be a three-year deal, uh, around $800,000 a season. So yeah. gets his nice payday, which he'd been screaming out for yeah. for the past 12 months. And ultimately, <laughs> I, I think that's what uh, led his move from the Shire was the fact that he was so vocal. Uh, Shane Flanagan yeah. just just had enough in the end, yeah, decided, yeah. you know what, if I can get a replacement, I'm going to let Maloney go, mm-hmm. and, um, and and that'll be that. We'll, we'll close that chapter. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you released an article yesterday about what Cronulla's best 17 uh, now looks like. I'll, I'll ask you about that in a moment. But also just quickly, Matty Johns came out and said something on Triple M Radio earlier in the week about James Maloney, um, you know, obviously in relation to the fact that he's He's had success, but he has jumped from a few from club to club a few times now. Yeah, um, and he can just be a bit of a handful socially. Yeah, um, can you elaborate on that at all? Look, he's a he's a jokester. He's a big character. Uh, some would de- describe him as a pest. Yeah, uh, so he drives other players up the wall. <laughs> yeah, but, but, I, but think, I mean, I, how seriously do we take that? Uh, I think it, most of it's in jest. Um, yeah, okay. We we all have those friends that are that are quite full on, and and you you want small doses yeah. Uh, yeah. of them, and and I think you know he's just a big personality. Yeah. Uh, there's not many people that would have a bad word to say about James, whether that's in the media or a teammate. He's he's a very likable guy. Um, he is a he's a knockabout, you know, traditional Aussie bloke. He yeah. likes to have a, have a laugh and likes to have a beer. So I think he'll he'll settle into the the Panthers squad just fine. I'm interested to see how his relationship with Anthony Griffin is. Uh, obviously, that was a big catalyst for Matt Moylan moving was his yeah. relationship with the coach. So, yeah, I, I wonder how his personality will, will fit in there. But you'd have to think that they're well aware of what they've bought and they're just going to have to buy into Maloney. Yeah. It's not the other yeah. way around. This guy knows how to succeed. What's been said about his defense, yeah. not the greatest tackler, yeah. does give away a lot of penalties. But what has been overlooked, I think, is that even though he doesn't uh, necessarily complete a tackle, he will put his body on the line. He'll slow down the defender. Yeah, he is. He's he's a tough little bugger. So even though he's he's not making those those tackles to completion, he's putting his body uh, in the way to slow up the defender. He's hanging on for dear life, and then it's up to the back rower to to finish off the job. Which yeah. Wade Graham did a, a great job yeah. um, for him yeah. at, at Cronulla. So I'm interested to see who he sits alongside in the defensive line at the Panthers and yeah. and and how that. Well, it wouldn't you wouldn't want to pair him with Bryce Cartwright. Exactly down that, right. That down just that, uh, that left edge. Yeah, um, that spells trouble, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, big time. Isaiah Yo would probably be the one that jumps out to me, but we'll keep moving. And I've taken enough shots at Anthony Griffin on this podcast, so we'll <laughs> we'll head back to Cronulla. Um, yeah, uh, Matty Moylan uh, at the moment, depending on the Mitchell Pearce scenario, yep. will. Um, like for like, replace James Maloney sure. in the halves and partner Chad Townsend, correct? Yes. Yep. Yeah. 
yeah, that's that's the the theory behind it. They do have enough cap space that they can make a play for Mitchell Pearce if he does decide yes, to yeah. explore his options. That would leave uh, run first fullback Valentine Holmes Correct. in the number one jumper. Of course, that was another story uh, which you brought up during the week. Just the 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 vast difference in numbers between uh, Val Holmes and the style of fullback he is compared to Ben Barber in that Sharks Premiership year was it twenty five uh, fewer try assists last year yeah. coming from the Sharks fullback position which is a, a big number look they're different players though in saying that they so. are but the, the Sharks haven't uh, changed their game plan from 20, yes. 2015 yeah. to uh, 2016 rather to 2017 so if you're not willing to change your game plan you've got to change the man in that position and yeah, yeah. Um, that, that was a big thing that Shane Flanagan identified when he sat down for his post-season review we've got 25 tries that unaccounted for that we had last year mm. and Ben Ben Barber Valentine Holmes is the difference so yeah. something needs to change either Val gets a lot more creative or we need to look at another option and yeah. Matt Moylan originally they were looking to bring him in as a fullback and keep James Maloney yeah now to yeah. get that move across they had to let James Maloney go um, but there's certainly a major consideration for something changing at, at the fullback there. Yeah, so transitioning um, into uh, the uh, Mitchell Pierce conversation, uh, what's the latest there? He's overseas. Yeah. Does that imply that the Sharks uh, have a little bit of confidence that they might be able to get Pierce across from the Roosters? Oh, a few of the, the Cronulla boys have uh, reached out to, to Mitch and... and had a exchange of text messages just to touch base with him and let him know that if he does decide that he wants to leave uh, Bondi, that they'd love to have him in the Shire. He's got another week of holiday. Spoke to his manager the other day, said that there is no update. Um, there won't be until he gets back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's enjoying himself in New York, and rightfully so. Uh, so this one, unfortunately, will continue to bubble away for <laughs> another couple of weeks. Stay tuned. Alrighty, let's quickly fire through this uh, Rugby League World Cup action. Uh, There's a World Cup on. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have known? So yeah. much happening in Clubland. Uh, indeed. Uh, Fiji, Italy tonight in Canberra. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking point. What are we looking out for? Um, Fiji, they've been good so far. Yeah, they have. They've um, they've been very impressive. And I, I suppose when Jared Hayne made that move into the halves, he needed to step up, and um, and he has. Fiji have won back to back matches uh, for the first time in World Cup history. What do you what do you reckon about that? Yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's great great for the game of rugby league, and um, I, I guess in it. A larger sense, the passion that the Fijians play with, you know, pre-game, singing the national anthem, Kevin Naguama, who's the captain of the side, yep. tears in his eyes. You just see how much it means for uh, players like that to, to represent their nation. It's 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 great to see, and I think that everybody's got a bit of a soft spot for Fiji. Um, mm. Plenty of NRL talent in the side. Um, I think we want to see all of these Islander nations just do well course, so that they yeah. become... Um, so that that op- opens uh, up options for how we can, uh, y- you know, uh, tailor this international um, calendar, basically. Yeah, I, I think there's been uh, a, a bit of a call for during uh, State of Origin week to get a Pacific Islander origin, uh, mm. which which is a, a nice idea. Um, 
But in terms of growing the game, we we need these minnow nations to be successful. Yeah. So to see Fiji have the success that they've had, um, it it's it's super for for the game and, and those fans are very passionate. So I think that Fiji will get up quite comfortably against Italy despite, you know, James Tedesco and Terry Campisi being in the side. Yeah, yeah. So Samoa v Scotland in Cairns on Saturday, Australia v Lebanon in Sydney, uh, 8 p.m. tomorrow night. The only World Cup game in Sydney for the whole tournament, I believe. Yeah. Uh, or maybe there's another Lebanon game. Um, no, I think the other well. one's in Canberra, the Lebanon game, yeah, the right. next one, yeah. There you go. So, um, look, we're going to jump straight over those. I don't really want to talk about them because what I do want to talk about is New Zealand taking on Tonga. That's the other game uh, on Saturday. This one's in Hamilton at 3 p.m., and this is the game we have all been waiting for. It is indeed. Oh, man. Jason Talk to me Tamalolo. about it. He's the name that we've uh, been talking about. And I think he's been pretty quiet in this competition so far. Yeah. It makes yeah. you think, is he primed for a big one? His <laughs> minutes were down last week. I was looking at his numbers earlier. Uh, and I, I have to wonder whether the coach Saving was... himself for this. Yeah, might have yeah. just had that yeah. in the back of the mind that for New sure. Zealand, he's going to have a target on his head and we want him fresh to produce. So certainly yeah. looking forward to him uh, facing off against uh, his well, former front row partner and uh, Adam Blair. He mm. certainly didn't pull any punches in his assessment of what he thought about yeah. Tamalolo's defection to Tonga. Uh, and I, I guess when you look at these... Uh, but these two sides in, in terms of uh, quality, it's probably just the, the halves that um, Tonga are a, a little uh, light in. You know, Atakingano yeah. still trying to find his feet. Tui Lolahia, he's more of a utility, maybe a fullback. You know, that's in, in terms of the size, you know, they both got big packs. They both have classy finishes in, in the back line. You know, you Mick Jennings and Tupo and Hopalati. Yeah. Uh, I think they're very, very evenly matched uh, th- out, outside of the halves. I think I prefer the, the, t- the Tongan pack when you consider that Andrew Fafida and Jason Tormalolo are two of those massive. men. Manu Ma'u, uh, as well as Sia Takiaho. But, uh, yeah, you, look, you're probably right in the fact that uh, the Tongan halves could be... Uh, what stops uh, the side from getting over the line. But it's going to be very interesting. 3 p.m. in Hamilton uh, Saturday, as we mentioned. That's 3 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, What's your tip, Nath? I'm going to go with New Zealand. I think it'll be tight for about 60 minutes and then the Kiwis will run away. Okay, I'm going to go Tonga. Are you? Yeah, yeah. I I, I genuinely reckon they can get it done in this one. Uh, Yeah, definitely worth checking out. Sunday, Papua New Guinea take on USA in Port Moresby, 4 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight time there. It looks as though PNG are going to storm away with a big win. Uh, Wales v Ireland over in Perth at 5.30pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time on Sunday. Uh, And England v France 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time Sunday. So another triple header here. Uh, what's what what's what are you really looking forward to um, from one of these games on Sunday? Um, I'm probably most excited the about Cobbles? seeing PNG. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even, they're, they're exciting. Even though I think they'll absolutely pump the United States, who have been very poor this tournament. They've they've been disappointing considering um, the last World Cup they made the 
the semi-finals. Yeah. Uh, PNG have been great. They they play with so much energy. They're happy to throw the footy around, and, and they have a lot of, of talent in the side that uh, most of us probably aren't too familiar with, but those who were across the Queensland Cup um, would have seen the PNG Hunters and the success, successful season that they've had. You throw in the likes of a David Mead and a Kurt Baptiste, mm. and they are very exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing their... Uh, their playmaker, Lachlan Lamb, make his test debut. The son of Adrian Lamb uh, re-signed with the Roosters a, a couple of weeks ago for another year. Yep. Uh, very talented half. So I, I'm excited to see how he does in the rep arena. Mm, yeah, and, uh, and I reckon Wales v Ireland uh, over in Perth could be a good game as well between a couple of the UK nations. I hope you're right. I'll be fast asleep. <laughs> uh, Nathan... What do you, you you want to stick around when we bring Liam in and find out what this? Uh, I'm I'm genuinely very Australia's interested. Quietest yeah. achievement. I, I think I'm going to stick around for the rest of the podcast now. I think we bring Fitzy in, and you let me in on this little secret. Okay. Liam Fitzgibbon has entered the Fox Sports Podcast Bunker. First of all, welcome, Liam. Thanks, Phil. Always good to be here. Okay, so clue number one for Nathan. I'm excited, Liam. I'm Tennis. very excited. This will be a very good get. I'll, I'll be surprised. Tennis. Oh, that's a big clue. Oh, jeez. What do you reckon? Well, I, I asked Fitz off air just to try to get a, a little bit of detail. And I'm not convinced now that this is somebody that I would even rate to make them underrated. So okay. I, don't, I don't know if the clue of point. tennis... Should we break it down even further? Who, women's tennis. Women's tennis. Ah, oh, jeez. Who am I? I improved 254 ranking places this year in the WTA. Uh, I'm re- I just reached the semis in the WTA Elite Trophy in China to finish 17th in the world for the calendar year. Uh, and... Um, I'm only 21 years old and the second youngest in the top 20. Wow. Currently Australia's highest ranked tennis player, male or female. Right. So we've we've got an Aussie female <laughs> tennis star. All There's, the listeners are going. They're just screaming on, it out. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got nothing. Ash Barty. Barty, there you go. Yeah. You've heard the name, right? I know the name, yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen her play a few games, but um, when I think... Australia's most underrated athlete. She is not the first name. Exactly, and that's exactly why Liam and I spoke about uh, bringing her up on on the podcast because you've heard the name, you recognise the face on TV, but Liam, no one really understands just what an achievement um, she has, just how great this achievement has been uh, in terms of her year uh, on the tennis circuit. Yep, and Nath raises a good point because you probably haven't heard a lot of her name in the last few years because she you know, she was an up-and-coming star, sort of 15, 16 years old with the next big thing in Aussie tennis. Yep. Fell out of love with the sport, um, basically gave it up. She then went to cricket, had a bit of a stint in the Big Bash. Yeah, played for the Brisbane Heat. The Brisbane so many Heat. athletes are yeah. doing that now, yeah. aren't they? These female athletes that are crossing codes. Yep. Just multi-talented, yeah. and uh, I think yeah. she top scored with a handy 38 or 39 there. It was a decent knock. But I think she then uh, <laughs> rediscovered her love for tennis, came back um, early last year, really battled with injuries, um, stop-start year. And, yeah, this time last year, I think, ranked 325th in the world. Mm. And this year's just been unreal. Like, she has 
that's more than the, that's more than 254 ranking places that I have. Yeah, written so that's now. from the start of this year. So that's January, yeah, right, January right. one. So this I'm time going, last this year. This time last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you're taking the same slice of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, she's won her first title, I think, in Malaysia in March. Yeah. Um, and just beaten a who's who of women's tennis at the moment. Uh, mm. Venus Williams, Gabing Muguruza, Caroline Pliskova, who are both number one at some stage this year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's just just killing it basically, and yeah. she's been fit. Rediscovered her love for the game, um, and it sort of seems like the sky's the limit. Everyone's talking about you know Nick Kyrgios is going to be our next Grand Slam mm. champion. I'm not so sure based on what we've seen this year because she seems to have that consistency that maybe Nick doesn't. Um, and she's 21. She's only going to get better, you would think. Just to sidetrack a, a little bit, do you think Bernard Tomic could take a leaf out of Barty's book and take a bit of time away and <laughs> well, rediscover his passion for the game? I think a lot of people have been pleading for him to do that. But yeah. in, in all seriousness, it's probably, you know, it's not a bad idea, is it? Because yeah. I guess you can't really get uh, that kind of fresh perspective unless you actually step away, um, maybe realise what you're missing. Bernie's, yeah, Bernie's had exactly. it. Bernie's had it pretty easy, I guess, since yeah, he was get young. Yeah, the hunger back. Yep. Mm. Could so, be the making of him. Not a bad shout, Nath. Mm. Yeah. Well, Liam... Tennis coach, NRL guru and future <laughs> tennis coach. Come on. Liam, you just spoke to Ash Barty's uh, coach for a story uh, which is now live on the on the Fox Sports website. And also worth noting, her finish for the year at 17 um, means that she's right in the hunt for... Uh, a top 16 seed in the Australian Open if someone above her was to withdraw from the tournament or if she was able to maybe climb a little bit further up in one of those first tournaments on home soil next year, yep. uh, which would mean that she has a, an easier run to at least the fourth round in the Australian Open. So she's put herself right in the hunt um, to do some damage uh, in January. Yeah, that's massive for her and also for the other majors next year, especially if she has a good start to the year. Um, it obviously means you protect yourself from facing one of the real big guns until, say, the fourth round of a yeah. Grand Slam. Yeah. And the funny thing about Ash is that's probably the one weakness of her year is she hasn't really shown herself in the Grand Slam, so I don't think she was past the third round of any of the big four. So Has she shown, shown signs of not um, suffering from the same kind of nerve issues that Sam Stoza has on home soil? I think so, yeah. And that was actually part of the chat with uh, her coach, Craig Tizer, this morning, was that yeah. early on, before she walked away from the sport, she really struggled with the... Uh, attention, people telling her how good she was going to be and that yep. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And taking that time away and coming back, um, I think she's come back with a completely different skill set in terms of handling that. And, yeah. and I think Craig even pointed out she spends a lot of time on tour with guys like Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal and watching how they handle yeah. themselves and the commitments that come along with being a professional uh, mm-hmm. tennis player. And she's just come back. She's much better equipped um, and I guess expecting to deal with those sort of things that comes with the success. So... Mm. Yeah, I think she's in a really good place mentally and yeah. as well as her game um, has obviously come along leaps and bounds for next year. So I think it's going to be a pretty big year. I wouldn't be surprised to see a crack top 10, even possibly higher. Yeah, I think, and Nathan, like mentally when you have a bit of time off like that, you can you can potentially come back with that whole um, mindset of, well, this is better than, you know, not playing tennis. So yeah. you, you sort of go out there with a bit of, uh, with a bit sort of less internal pressure on yourself um, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I almost wonder, and, and Fitzy, you might be able to give us an insight whether you spoke to the, the coach about this, but whether the year away from the game took away that pressure because she was out of the, the spotlight or the tennis spotlight. She obviously had a stint in, in cricket, but 
Don't I, have as much to lose now. Yeah, like I, I feel like when Jamal Idris uh, left rugby league, he wanted to escape and he fell out of love with rugby league. And unfortunately, injury hasn't been kind to him. So his career is now over at, at 27. But it seems like you know her body is is healthy, and, and that year away kind of took the expectation away. She's out of sight, out of mind, and was able to come back quietly. Yeah, definitely. And I think the fact that she in particular was thrust into it at such a young age, it's like. You know, you must, in a way, you almost have been forced into this life. That's kind of what you do. Yeah. You're doing it. Having a time away, maybe let her realize, I want to be doing this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's been a key for her. And, uh, yeah, going forward, like, I just think it's, yeah, sky's the limit at the moment. I mean, one goal could be to win a Grand Slam. The other goal, potentially, to get on Nathan Ryan's radar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> She's on be, there now. Yeah, I'll tell you <laughs> yeah, what. So, yeah, it's uh, one step at a time for 2018. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, follow her on Twitter. She's uh, Yeah, she's ticking, ticking boxes one at a time. Uh, absolutely, boys. Thanks for joining the Splash. Anything else to add, uh, Liam, before we wrap this no, up? No, I, I heard you talked a bit of uh, UFC in my absence, but um, that's obviously mm. one of the bigger yarns today. I'm hoping it's we're going to see radar. GSP v Whitaker in Perth, however unlikely that may seem. But, we're, uh, we're very excited for it. We, we gave the, uh, the UFC Sydney event a, a little bit of a plug. Yep. I think it's fair to say that the card isn't um, probably what fight fans would have wanted, uh, especially when the, the Mark Hunt fight was, was cancelled, but still a, an exciting day out. Are, are you going to be heading out? I'll be around, yeah. I'm not sure if I'll be at the event, but I'll be uh, I'll be helping Fox Sports' coverage. And we had Fabrizio Wordham in the studio uh, yes. yesterday, so we'll have a story up on that probably early next week. Uh, but yeah, that. it's always good to have UFC in Sydney, in town, regardless of the card. Um, but I think it will be, be a good event. Not sure ticket sales. Haven't heard. Good. Haven't heard anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm not too uh, <laughs> too excited about the card, to be fair. Yeah. But um, I, I'll, I'll be there, and it'll, it'll be a, a good day. That's the one thing about UFC events. Even though the, the star factor might not be there on the card, the fights tend to produce. Yeah. So I'm sure that the lack of star power will be made up for it with the results. Alrighty, stay tuned. Lads, we've hit a half hour on the splash. That's long for us. Uh, so we'll wrap it up there. Uh, big week on the splash. Thanks for, to all our listeners and subscribers out there. Have a good weekend. Uh, enjoy the football action and, of course, all the rugby league action. Uh, and until next time, that's a wrap. Go Ash Barty. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.